The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 108 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost a not-so-close game to the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 139-103. to The Nets, you know, they finished out after this win with a 25-12 and record, and the Spurs dropped to 12-25 and overall. Um, a couple of things to note during the game, Kevin Durant passed Tim Duncan for 15th all time on the NBA scoring leaders, uh, mark. So that was celebrated in Brooklyn during the game. Sad for Spurs fans, but you know, hats off to Kevin Durant for passing one of the greatest of all time. Also, he did that six days ago, huh? He did that six days ago. No, it happened tonight. <laughs> it happened tonight. Oh, yeah. So, know your facts. Next one, also, soccer star Kylian Mbappe was at the game tonight. And so that brought a big rise from the crowd in New York and uh, Brooklyn, New York. So, uh, anyway, that was the Nets and Spurs. Drew, what were your thoughts about tonight's game? Yeah, it was a very tough game. I mean, um, losing by 36 points is awful. I mean, a lot of bad nights. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving played really well. We shot 43% from the field, while the Nets shot a really good 63%. Um, and we shot 25% from the three-point range, and the Nets shot 55 And then Brooklyn Nets improved their winning streak to 12 games, which they've been the best team in basketball over that stretch. Yeah, and the Spurs are still holding on to that fourth spot as the worst record in the NBA after this one. So, you know, just another night, and... Uh, Another tough loss for the Spurs on this uh, road trip. Let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, so, man, it was very tough picking a top two here. Um, there was only, like, two guys that you could pick from or three. But my number one top two, I went with Keldon Johnson, who scored the most points on our team with 22 points. He also had four rebounds, one assist, one block, shooting seven of 13 from the field and two of six from three-point range in 25 minutes. And my second top two is Devin Vassell, who scored the second most points. He ended up scoring 14 points, three assists, two rebounds, shooting five of 13 from the field and three of seven from three-point line. All right. Well, and so there you have it. So uh, Keldon and Devin were yours. I also had Keldon. I mean, he was the obvious standout for me. And my other one of my top two was Jay Rich. I liked uh, what Josh Richardson did. Uh, he ended up coming off the bench and ended up scoring 11 points overall, uh, hitting five of nine shooting and uh, chipped in four rebounds and three assists. So I just thought he would very much maximize his minutes. So that was my top two. Let's get to the bottom two. Who do you got? Yeah, so on this bottom two, I could close my eyes, scroll through the stat sheet and pick one. But and I picked these two guys, and my number one bottom two was Doug McDermott. He ended up having a donut on the points, on the points, had one assist, four rebounds, 
shooting 0 of 4 from the field and 0 of 3 from three-point range in in nine minutes. My second bottom two, I'm going to go with Trey Jones having six points, one turnover, and shooting 3 of 8 from the field and 0 of 3 from three-point range in 23 minutes of play. All right. Well, uh, I also had Dougie McBuckets as my number one on my bottom two. I mean, it's pretty uncharacteristic for him to not hit a shot, um, but he was he was over four, so that made him number one on my list. And my number two, and I know you called me out on uh, last game for him being on my top two, but I'm just trying to show my non-bias. But Jeremy Sohan ended up on my bottom two. This one, he didn't do as well. He had uh, five points, three rebounds, only one assist. Uh, for the Spurs, but three turnovers, which really hurt him. So that was my bottom two. All right, let's get to the question of the day. Drew, what do you got for us? Yes, this question comes from Joe in Cincinnati. His question asks, have you guys heard anything about Blake Wesley? Blake Wesley. Last I heard about Blake, uh, Blake Wesley is that he was playing with the Austin Spurs, and for the Austin Spurs, I think he's doing all right. I mean, he's yeah, getting the start the for them. So what do you got, Drew? Yeah, so his stats for the Austin Spurs, he's played two games since that injury, and he's averaged 17 points and two assists in um, 26 minutes per game. So he's been pretty good over there in Austin. But um, I haven't really heard the timetable when he's expected to come back to the NBA yet. Yeah, and if it's me, I'm thinking they're going to give him time to run the show down there a little bit, get more experience, get a lot more minutes and uh, just kind of hone his craft down in Austin like the Spurs typically do. I mean, guys like Sohan and Malachi Branham uh, for the Spurs this year are kind of weird in the fact that they're getting a lot of the real-life on-the-job experience with the Spurs. So, But Blake Wesley will be back with us eventually. Maybe it's the end of this year. Maybe it's next year. But he's going to play a big part of the future of the Spurs organization. All right. Let's get to this day in Spurs history. I'm going to dial back to January 2nd, 1997, in one of the biggest upsets in the NBA that season. The Spurs won 83-80 to over the Utah Jazz. Yep, that was the year prior to uh, Tim Duncan coming on with the Spurs. The Spurs won 83-80. to Their record after this game, they had 8 wins and 20 losses. The Jazz record dropped to 22 wins and 8 losses. They were led by the Carl the Mailman Malone, who led them in scoring with 26 points, and Jeff Hornacek had 25 points. For the Spurs, with a great win, a lot of defense in this one, uh, you had with uh, Avery Johnson, led the Spurs with 22 points, 6 assists, and 4 steals. Sean Elliott also chipped in with 18.6 rebounds. Will Perdue, the big man down low, 12 points, 12 boards. And Vernon Maxwell also had uh, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals. So great win for the Spurs in a season that didn't have a lot of them back on January 2nd, 1997. And that is this day in Spurs history. All right, let's get to the preview of the upcoming game. The Spurs will stay in New York to go play the Knicks. Uh, that's going to be on Wednesday night at 6.30. They just played the Knicks uh, a few days ago and ended up beating them. But, Drew, what can you tell us about New York? Yeah, so we played this New York Knicks team like about a week ago, and we ended up lo- I mean, we ended up getting this win. I predicted that. But the Knicks are going to be getting their guys back. They didn't have R.J. Barrett or Jalen Brunson. 
but who's leading the show over there in New York has been Julius Randle. Over the last 10 games, Julius Randle's averaged 29 points, 12 assists, I mean, 4 assists, 12 rebounds, a steal per game. They've also had Jalen Brunson, who's been averaging 20 points, 7 assists, R.J. Barrett, who's been averaging 9 points and 5 rebounds. Emmanuel Quickly, who had a very good game last time he played us. Emmanuel Quickly had um, Emmanuel Quickly had 36 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds last time we played because there was a lot of guys out and a lot of other good players that are averaging about 8 to 7 points. So that's a little bit on the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks are a talented team, and we are fortunate to get them um, in this last one. But... Uh, I think it's going to be a little tougher test here in New York. Um, my player to go off for the Spurs, he wasn't there the last time that the Spurs played the Knicks, but he will be there for this one. Devin Vassell, and uh, if you'll remember correctly, uh, Romeo Langford really went off for the Spurs the last time we played the Knicks. I think he was the player of the game pretty much, but uh, I think that guard spot, that shooting guard spot, Man by Devin Vassell is going to be the guy this time. I think he's going to be the player to go off. I think the Knicks are going to win by 11. So I think we're going to come up on the short end of the stick this time, but uh, definitely be one to watch. Drew, what do you got? Yeah, so for me, my player to go off has been is going to be Jeremy Sohan. I don't really pick him a lot, but he's really been having a, a good season. I mean, he's been one of the best rookies, and I'm giving him his respect um, we made the right pick at number nine, and I'm very proud of it. So he's my player to go off right now. And my prediction for this game, I'm going to be really honest, and I'm going to go with the Knicks to win this game by 14 points with all their guys getting healthy. Yeah, it should be, should be an interesting one, and uh, we'll see how this plays out on Wednesday night at 630. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on the Spur of the Moment podcast. This is the uh, beginning of 2023 with a – a lot of good times and a lot of uh, the season left to go, so we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!